When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Department of Homelander Security, the officially unofficial podcast for the boys on Amazon Prime. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking season three, episode six, Herogasm. Aaron, what'd you think of this episode? I, I've, I understand that Herogasm is a comic book concept that people have been looking forward to for a while. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, I feel like the same goes when we talk about some of the stuff on like Westworld, like Westworld, mm-hmm. the state of Westworld is so fucked up that sometimes when Westworld wants to show like a real din of in- inequity <laughs> and a like, real scu- it's like kind of like you. It's kind of like, eh, this seems way tamer than just a baseline fucked upness of this universe. I feel the same way with boys because. Right? You know, like, like, did a bunch of thirteen-year-old boys come up with the the things going? There's, there's a couple of things I thought were funny, yeah. but like, when I hear a seventy-year-old tradition of just debauched depravity from this group of people, yes, I was really expecting to see some crazy shit. But apparently, you can't show an erect penis on any kind of television in America. Uh, so that limits to what you can do. Uh, you can show a yeah. th- 10 meter long, flaccid, <laughs> uncut cock. Uh-huh, prehensile. You can't show, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can show ass. You can show titties. You can show all that kind of, but you cannot show a vaginal cleft or an erect penis. So, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can show the grundle and the taint. You can show it all. You could. Uh, the, the, the fleshy fun bridge. Yes. All uh-huh. those things. Yeah. <laughs> It, yes, I, I felt exactly the same. It's it's crazy that I came away from Herogasm with a superhero orgy feeling underwhelmed with the depravity that I saw. It, it just didn't seem as inventive. And I think they ate a little bit of their own lunch in the very first episode of this season with Termite. True. It, like, that was more fucked up, in my opinion, than anything I saw at Herogasm. Yes. So, Which, like, you know, that's that's that that's the way it goes sometimes, you know? Sure. Um, and I did like the fight. I, I will say between, you know, the, the trio versus Homelander, uh, Sol- mm-hmm. Soldier Boy, Butcher and Huey, that that was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I think it's right for him to, you know, get the hell out of there, um, lick his wounds a little bit, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But I mean, overall, look, I, it wasn't a bad episode. I, I definitely enjoyed my time watching it. I just I was expecting more from Herogasm. When you see the high title Herogasm, you kind of like get the, bo- the 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 bag of popcorn and you're like what is this show going to have a take on Herogasm? And, yeah. just, and I felt that I I I named Jack Westworld. There was an episode where we went to some kind of like you know, it's like the off the map part of Westworld and it's a whole city mm-hmm. d- given to depravity and it's like you get there and it's just like good looking people fucking naked in masks like eyes wide I've shut seen like Malcolm i saw this McDowell 20 years ago do this yes on, on, seen, on yeah almost mainstream film yeah it's yeah yeah no so like it, it but but yeah i'm with you everything uh, other than my disappointment in hero gasm although the 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 shooting ropes <laughs> the stuff they do to mm is great if, yes if if his mouth were wide open it would have approached the kind of like just shock and awe i was expecting because like what they put mm through 
yeah was 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 the best part of hero gasm in my opinion between the love return of the love sausage uh-huh. and uh, the guy shooting groups and the uh, lick it up you yummy brown bear um <laughs> wow wow uh, otherwise yeah. yeah this is a, a it's one of those things where it's like do you think homelander makes it out this season because uh, how right i mean he needs to catch butcher with his pants down not literally uh <laughs> But he missed a shot of hero guys, I mean, <laughs> right? No, no, but he needs to catch him without the, the V juice, right? Um, mm, the same for Huey. Mm. If he can take on Soldier Boy alone, I think he might win that battle. Uh, oh, I do too. If he has to contend with the trio or even more, honestly, I don't know that he wins that battle. So I think he's got to play it a little smarter. He can't just run smack face into this thing and think, I'm gonna hero my way out of this, I'm gonna brute, brute force it. I just wonder thematically, is it because they're like just pushing Homelander into ever more extreme positions in, you know, thought and action. And I wonder like where that. Yeah. Because like, can he survive from that angle? Gotcha. Because he went full on Gollum in this episode where he's like having a mental break and uh, the pressure he's under now that he feels like for the first time, maybe in his life, physically vulnerable to a threat. Mm hmm. Uh, and 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 Starlight throws it. Well, I guess Annie Jupiter uh, th- uh, th- throws it all out there, hangs it all out on the line at the end of this episode in a way to deliberately isolate and humiliate him. Or, or not Jupiter, Annie January. I was getting my Watchmen and my The Boys confused. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's the way the. Like, I, I don't know what, what, what the universe looks like without him. But on the other hand, like, this needs to happen. Uh, like, and, uh-huh. and may, maybe they, they put it off till next season. But, like, if they put it off the next season, it feels like it will be something to have to resolve early on, which might feel unsatisfying. Or they find, like, a, a new way to reset the Homelander clock, a new way to keep him cowed and, and in his place. Um, I don't know. It's... I, I'm really curious about that. Yeah, it's interesting because we talked last episode about the nature of parody, right? Um, and Poe's mm-hmm. Law and right. how this show is rubbing up against that. Or, fuck, it embodies it in a lot of ways. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what this show has to say with Annie's attempts here. Like, is a public ready to hear that Homelander is evil and turn on him is or uh-huh. is that going to simply make them embrace him tighter um the, the the certain people who have latched onto his message already right do reprehensible acts necessarily alienate people uh i, I think that's a super fascinating question it's something that the the show is setting up right it's encouraging us to think in those terms and boy the outcome of that is going to be either terrifying or reaffirming um but you know maybe maybe sort of pointlessly so like until it until you understand that that's what's actually happening in our real world saying it on television and hoping for the best is not necessarily going to get my blood pumping but yeah i don't know i don't know we'll see um but but it's interesting to me too that like all of homelander's actions are what is we're coming back to bite him here right it's like you Mm -hmm. don't have this team up that could threaten him physically without all of the shit that he's done before and and has made enemies right um what if he just had the seven behind him sure sure if he even had his own yeah his own cadre of superheroes protecting him right he but he's out on a limb saying i don't need anybody i don't need anything except myself and 
Mm-hmm. That now he's reaping the consequences of that uh, philosophy. Yeah. And it's it's what seems to be because I mean that's the whole thing. He's just not thinking through his actions. But what seems in, in yeah. especially insane is that this isn't like in a world where there's naturally occurring things or he didn't come from a planet or he thinks he's some singular like he comes from a system that created him mm-hmm. and could certainly undo him if they just need a bigger soup. Like his confidence in his right. own abilities is entirely unwarranted, but you can see like, I, and like we keep on getting layers back. Like I, I thought it was really instructive. Some of the things he said to himself into the mirror mm-hmm. uh, about some of the things that were done to him as a child and the yep. abuse he went through and that, that he's got this, like I said, this golem figure that's taking care of him that has been strong when he's felt human and weak. And, um, but unfortunately, none of this comes from within. All this came from a test tube. So yeah, all they got to do is 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 inject someone with twice as much V. Or it seems like Butcher right. even might be able to 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 do him in alone if it comes down to that. Exactly. Like the thing he should be most scared of in that fight is the Butcher now has superpowers, and not because Butcher hates him and has superpowers, but because anybody could be a Butcher, right? And therefore, yes. anybody could be a Homelander. That's that's the thing that should scare him. And he creates butchers by the bushelful almost <laughs> right? on a daily basis just by being him. So yeah, psychological yeah. butchers certainly. Yep, yep. People with a a, a a motive to get to to bring him down. The one other thing that I really loved um, about Herogasm is the way that they tied. And I don't know if this is a comic book thing, but the way they tied Huey's superpower into Herogasm, so that he not only shows up a hero gasm, but he is appropriately dressed <laughs> the way he teleports out of his clothes into hero gasm. It was amazing to me. It's the one place on world you can teleport naked into and people look at you and just like, Oh, exactly. You know? And there was even a couple, like I, I saw that people notice his arrival and that's exactly the kind of like, Oh yeah. Well, teleporting uh-huh. naked guys here. Yeah. <laughs> right. That'd be interesting. Yeah. That was so good. Um, but yeah, maybe we should get into the recap proper. getting geared up for the 6th annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints. Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim, order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar, then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. 
the thrills of King's Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Since the dawn of time, we've been putting clothes on our back that identify us with our people, our group, our tribe. And why Bald Move might be one of the smallest, weirdest tribes out there, transcending all concepts of border, class, culture, and creed, we still have respect for the old ways. At support.baldmove.com, you can get t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more. We have something for every one of our podcasts, or just wear the four pips of the Bald Move logo with pride. Bald Move merch beats running around naked, and they make a great gift for the Bald Move fan in your life. Join our tribe! Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping. start off with ashley deep and homelander uh editing a bunch of celebrities to to into a video where they sing imagine uh they freak out when they see that soldier boy is alive because somehow i don't know how like look i've edited some video in my time i don't know how the deep does it but he takes some footage that just does not belong anywhere in this propaganda video uh with the soldier boy stuff i don't know how that got in there um yeah, what they, are they, you talking about? They've got so we're seeing like this propaganda. Imagine the, you know yeah, all the people yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that stuff, and then okay, cut into go. this this footage of the deep editing the video. No, 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 no. He wasn't editing that video. He was just trying no? to pull up. He was in Vought's, uh crime detection center trying uh-huh. to pull up cctv pro uh, footage from the vaught world or whatever it's a, it's a okay, sloppy and cut we, but like we just jump in with him already berating him for, for yes, nothing yeah, that we've yeah, seen yeah, yeah. okay okay i thought, I thought that he this, had included thought, the footage in that and i'm like what are you aware that this is a real life parody of something that actually happened at the very beginning of the pandemic all these celebrities sang imagine into their fucking cell phones and released it as like I don't remember that. No, a measure to make the little people feel better. That's why I'm like, like, I, I, and I, I see this is the stuff that I don't like about the show when they take a real life trend and they just do it unvarnished. Like uh, it's gotcha. it's the exact same thing we saw two years ago, only with superheroes, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and in the same way that they did the Kendall Jenner Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi commercial and the A trains to shit like, mm-hmm. but I don't know like because when uh I inter- the Twitter seemed to go crazy over the the A train parody, so like maybe people like oh, this, sure. but I find it very stilted. Like I much prefer the boys to take current uh, and reimagine them in a superhero universe and come up with like predictive things, but like mm-hmm. I don't know this stuff. It's crazy. How did they get all these celebrities to do this too? Um, Money helps because they. Yeah, I noticed that they're like people who are maybe geek adjacent. Sure. Like you Patton had the Oswald. the Patton Oswalt and Josh Gad and Giga Chad Nanjiani, mm-hmm. uh, who has taken V, I think, in real life. <laughs> Must have. I yeah. mean. When you see the guy like that, there's little Barry Bonds here. Like I, he might have taken a little one too many sight. Like he changed the shape of a skull. The man changed the shape huh. of a skull. I yeah. think. Okay. 
who knows who knows get that much muscle you start squeezing your skull in it changes you. yeah anyway yeah this they freak out they see soldier boys alive uh ashley wants to make a statement but homelander realizes look soldier boy could actually take my place here so i'm gonna find him and i'm gonna kill him and nobody's gonna know about this stuff um and then homelander asks black noir about soldier boy gets no response you know takes that as a not of support or something. And then black noir pulls mm-hmm. his tracker out and leaves Vought. Uh, I really like how everything that happens to Homelander, he cannot abstract anything. Everything is happening to him yeah. because of him. And like, he has this like mini meltdown where he's like, why is this happening to me? This is so fucking unfair. Um, it just, it's just like a real insight into this type of person. Uh, this like, like deep narcissism and insecurity, this wounded narcissist. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it, it's pretty, I, I, I like it and it's also terrifying. Sure. Uh, so uh, like I said, um, the deep is being berated for his terrible editing skills. Are they going to use that later or is this just, you know, piling on to the deep? Cause that's what the show does. Is this going to come back to like bite the, them the, somehow? The, the deep try oh i mean vought being crippled there's crime fighting i'm sure will be something oh um, no i just I mean if- like the deep's terrible editing like maybe they have him edit something and a piece of footage oh. slips in that shouldn't or uh, he makes him say something accidentally that's taken the wrong way i don't know because you're fixated on his editing thing i don't think the uh, deep edited this fucking video of i think that this was like a vought this is an ashley thing and then it cuts to an unrelated shot of the deep trying to fumble uh-huh. with this crime scene stuff that he fired everybody from the crime division yeah no so, no i get that but then if you're later, asking me if the latter thing is going to be a pro- problem then then I'm, i imagine but he's sure he's also hard at work at pinning it like him and ashley are trying to like jockey for homelander's approval and support right totally yeah because he throws ashley over the, the 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 under the the bus and she like you know is on a vicious attack dog mode for him on the fox and friends analog i mm-hmm. I, I don't know um it feels like they're systematically dis- say, th- dismembering everything about Vought that yeah. makes it a positive institution. Like, it's a terrible one. Don't get me wrong. But they also did some limited good and, and you know, being able to crack down on crime and, 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 and whatnot. And, like, that little good is being completely eroded by people of bad faith and limited intellect. Yeah. And maybe the best good they did was keeping Homelander under their thumb a bit. Uh, who knows what he's going to do? off the leash i wonder if they're trying to make a statement about you know because there's like a it's, it's a constant you know debate about whether you should reform something or whether something needs to be destroyed and then rebuilt from scratch and i wonder if vaught is kind of like this show's idea of america in its entirety and that yeah it does some good things it does some bad things but there's the the bad kind of outweighs the good and it's impossible to reform uh i don't know if that's how i feel but I wonder what the show, because it seems like maybe they're going to have something to say about that. Yeah, it's possible. We'll see. Uh, Butcher tries to talk to Soldier Boy into joining their team. He's not very receptive until Huey points out that he's woefully out of date technologically uh, and investigatorial, investigatorially. Sure, that's a word. In exchange for helping him find the rest of his team, Soldier Boy agrees to help with Homelander he's now on a mission to kill them all do you think this uh chop sake oriental sauce was uh 
this this show showing its age, its uh, coronavirus age, because that feels like a Rick and Morty Sejuan yeah. joke that's three years too late. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, that's a Rick and Morty thing. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It could also be an MSG thing, right? Um, mm. How, like, we went crazy about MSG here and just totally basically pulled it off every shelf. Um, right. With maybe dubious evidence. Uh, so, yeah, I I don't know. Um, yeah, they're doing something with that. I thought it's I just it's because, like, obviously, this is a McDonald's analog, you know, with the big red box of fries and the supersized yeah. drink. And, you know, it's like it just because like, I'm sure the show has been under development for a long time and like everything else got shut down and, and uh, limited and postponed because of COVID. It felt like that's one of those jokes that needs to be a little bit more ripped from the headlines. And I'm kind of surprised they left it in there, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, I found it funny that Huey can't even lift soldier boy's shield without superpowers. Well, I'm wondering, are they going for like a cap, like, like uh, a mighty Thor that like, is this thing made out of depleted uranium, oh. depleted uranium or some shit that's just like super fucking dense and heavy and a, a mortal can't pick it up. Cause like, yeah, Huey's kind of a weenie, but he's still like a average fitness man i think he should be able to pick that up if it's like made out of i don't know steel or something right no i i I did take it like it's made out of some material that is extremely heavy because of the fights he gets in right like he's gonna be you know blocking tank rounds or heavy munitions or fighting other superheroes who could punch through a, a piece of steel like yeah, it might be I guess this heavier. is also like at least roughly like picking up a manhole cover and those things are no sure. fucking joke. Yeah. So maybe it's just like hard to grab it with. Yeah. Without having to handle. But it's uh, thick. I mean, I, I wasn't going for literally like a Molnir, like only the worthy can pick it up. Okay. It's more of like okay. it's just like weighs a thousand pounds, you know. Yeah. The, the other thing that's interesting about uh, that, these soups have been kind of like there was no golden age of soups where. They were good. No, because Soldier Boy reveals himself to be snorting benzos and has been doing it since World War Two that he founded Hero Gasm in the 50s. Like this, there was never a golden age where these guys are all right and right. we're going to be normal people like from the jump. Uh, and you wonder, like, were they selected for this? Um and like aggression and kind of like or did, did V make them? And I feel like there's a little bit of that discussion happening throughout the episode. Because Frenchie and Kimiko are like the other two extremes of people with very similar pasts and and one superpowered, one's not. But who's the monster? Mm-hmm. Are any of them monsters? And in Frenchie's case, he can't blame it on V. So I thought there's th- that this is like dispelling the notion there was ever good old days. And the heroes of I kind of always been like that was was interesting. And they established it very well this episode. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're uh, taking Butcher to be gospel here uh this power is you know gonna corrupt everybody right it turns you into a right cunt as he says yeah uh which is just the butcher way of saying absolute power corrupts absolutely right right so then we go to kamiko who's recovering in the hospital while trying to figure out what to text frenchy because she hasn't seen him in a while uh she's attacked and taken by nina's goon very sad as just as we predicted she thinks that she did something wrong that she scared Frenchie off with the kiss she's trying to lure him back with singing in the rain marathon which would have worked on me and then she gets kidnapped uh sucking down Mave pops like there's no tomorrow though mm-hmm. taking full advantage of the hospital food situation <laughs> my only question coming out of this scene is why did the photo go to jail 
is written on the the popsicle stick. It's a joke, you know. Oh. You eat the popsicle, and the answers embedded inside of it. Um, yeah, the um, because he got framed. The the the, uh, the other part. The, the, I didn't the, see the, it. The, the the stick that she picks her lock with was that same stick oh, that had the shit. joke. Yeah. Okay, I missed that. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad you, Matt, because I had that written in my notes and I completely forgot to bring it up. But yeah, yeah, because he got framed. <laughs> nice. All right, Starlight and Mother's Milk figure that uh, Soldier Boy is going after the rest of his old team. So Mother's Milk, he's sick of taking the high road always. And he wants to kill Butcher and Huey at this point. Starlight, you know, thinks that's not a good idea, but she gets called away by Ashley to go do some PR stuff. I thought it was border like I fe- think the writers are hoping we don't ask questions like why are they both going for the TNT twins? Maybe it's that they're both the ones that are the in the obvious hiding spots. But I thought that Vought would know where all the supers are at all time, even ones trying to remain hidden. And yeah, like, it just seemed so. convenient that they're going to start with the TNT twins that are having hero gasm. And like I said, they're just hoping we don't hear the sound of the typewriters clicking, clacking in the background. I did sure, a little bit, sure. not enough to derail, but yeah, conven- plot some plot convenience here. Yeah, I'll, I'll tolerate it. Um, it, the the thing I really love about this scene is is MM's speech. You know, he's sick of taking the fucking high road, but like, man, it's tough, right? Because Starlight it has been down this road already. You know, she's the one who's trying to have to do things the right way. Um, she's always being told to do things the right way. And I, I feel like by the end of this episode, she, she threatens to come over to MM side where she is sick of doing, taking the high road and, you know, fighting these soups on, not on their own terms, but then she uses the tools at her disposable at her disposal to play a little dirty, but not really. Right. So, so yeah. she's she's constantly teetering on this line that I think Huey is is uh, crossing, but like she's right up there on the, on the edge of that, ready to fall over. I think that's the other thing this episode is doing is clearly delineating between the good guys and the bad guys and the you know morally gray because Starlight mm-hmm. and Mother's Milk both make a conscious choice to do the right thing in this episode when they could have otherwise contributed to the problem yeah um and like i said they both are kind of complaining about it. they both come kind of close but there are lines that they still realize cannot be crossed in a way that like butcher and huey don't and and like at frenchy's an interesting case because he's almost like a completely out of the action but like of the boys only like uh mm and starlight are are, are holding any kind of moral decency or or, or any kind of lines <laughs> at mean, all at this point mm like wants to go over the line he's stopped by butcher right he's he does. Really, he's just got a death wish at this point like i'm gonna either win a, f- a hand-to-hand fight with homelander or sorry soldier boy or i'm gonna die trying you know well i mean also like when he takes that pistol he says this ain't for homelander uh, like yeah, he butcher. means to kill butcher or, or huey if they're not souped up to stop him because right? they've crossed the line yeah crazy uh, A-Train wants Ashley to bring charges against Blue Hawk for paralyzing his brother. She refuses. Um, he says, oh, look, I want justice. And then she tells him a thing or two about justice, which is interesting, right? Because this is a this is a role reversal here. Um, yep. it, all, all of a sudden you care because it happened to you. Go fuck yourself is what Ashley tells him uh, because he's hurt a lot of people uh, using his powers. This is usually the feeling that black people have about white people, right? Like 
oh, now you're getting on board with this um, after something bad has happened to your white kids. Yeah, great. Where were you for the last several hundred years, right? Um, and and you you can kind of feel that, but it's but it's turned around. It's inverted in this scene, and it feels weird in a lot of ways. Yeah, but maybe like it it will, but maybe like it will sink in a little bit with some people, right? Like it, that's it, the it, the advantage of doing things this this sort of uh, bizarro world way. Yeah, and it feels like the Ashley. There's like this moment of triumph before, like, also the horror of what she's doing is 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 adding up, and then like A Train later has like a moment of like I think honest reflection because of this happening. Yeah, yeah. And like we talked about this before, it's like it's it's a shame that something has to happen to you before you realize how bad it sucks. But it right. does seem like an almost universal human condition. You sure. Know? Sure. Uh, that like you have to have like you can empathize all you, but it takes so much. It, it takes 10, 100 hours of empathy to get like five minutes of personal experience with something. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. And the other thing is like, where are they going with Ashley pulling clumps of her hair out? This is She's like the third time it's happened. Going to be bald like, by the end of the series. I, I wonder. Right? I wonder. Is she going to look like Stormfronts? <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Totally. Like, early season one Stormfront, you know, like what is this going to cost her? Uh-huh. Um, I love the, oh, um, the the Vought Images stock photo service that they're using at the beginning of this scene. The uh, uh, the the proud black man's journey through the roots of his roots. Oh, God, a train to Africa. My God, this uh-huh. looks so. I wonder if they're this, they're going to keep going someplace with this because man, it just looks worse and worse the more the more you see of it. And the the, the I, I and I think even a train is starting yeah. to become aware of the cringe now that he's getting first-hand experience of, of what's actually going on, you know? Yeah, who knows how long they can keep that going. I, I'm not sure the seven are even going to be a thing at the end of this season. Yeah. Uh, the Deep tell and his wife tell Homelander that Black Noir is gone. They know where Soldier Boy is headed next to the TNT twins, and Homelander says, okay, go there and call me if you find Soldier Boy. Um, the deep here has a look at the end of this scene that says he's getting very tired of his wife always jumping in and making it happen when he can't. I wonder where that's going to. I don't know. Cause the thing is, is like the deep is an idiot and oh, yeah. his wife is helping him in ways that he probably couldn't help himself, but I don't know. It feels like the 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 deep has somewhat suffered as a character. I don't know how he goes into comics, but like he is the con- the the he is the comic relief. And I didn't feel like he was any more or less uh, an idiot than any of the other seven in the early goings, you know. Mm-hmm. But like since he got like disgraced from his sexual assault of of uh, Starlight, he's just been a one embarrassing thing after the other. Um. But it seems like the show is leaning into that, that he's now getting a little bit of delusions of grant. He's having a little bit of success with the help of his wife. And but he's now just sees it as like, oh, this is just me. It's just all me, baby. Yeah. When he's uh, he's being used as an opportunistic thing here by Homelander. It's not that he's giving you respect, man. And uh, the, to the deep's point, she didn't eat the fucking her his her best friend alive. Sure, the deep did. The deep's not putting himself on the, his ass on the line, somewhat literally at the hero gasm. You know, or the, he is doing that, not not mm-hmm. his wife. So like he, yes, she, he's he's doing he's taking her advice, and she seems to be more politically savvy than him. But also, 
he sacrificed a lot. Yeah. So Homelander gives himself a pep talk in the mirror, worrying that he's not up to the task of running Vought and that no one will love him. Um, but his self-reflection here says he needs to cut the human part of himself out of the equation. And, and we get a lot of backstory here, um, or not a ton, but we get insight into it. Um, mm-hmm. He talks about the bad room that they had at Vought. Yeah. Uh, that they used to be put in as kids and this split personality he has is how he would cope with it. Yeah. Um, this is like a person's inner critic charged up with V like the way he is just ruthless with himself. And man, again, Anthony star, yeah. When he's doing the, you know, like there's there's a part of you still human, dirty, shriveled, anemic part that yearns for the approval and love of mommy, daddy, no boo hoo hoo. He's so fucking uh cutting and vicious with himself. Mm-hmm. Um and he thinks he's at this fallacy of like you can just only cut the weak parts off you, then you'll be clean and pure like marble. Um, and this reflection we see in the mirror is the guy that we see most of the time with Homelander, right? You yeah. only get rare glimpses into the other guy um, who's, who's, <laughs> you know, it, it's strange that we're seeing the mirror image of a character that we feel like we know most of the time. It reminds me a lot of like Mr. Robot, you know, like this is the story of a man who went through a lot of abuse as a, as a, as a young person and it mm-hmm. left permanent mental and probably emotional scars on him. And this is his coping mechanism. This is how he survived it. So it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't think I can ever feel sorry for Homelander. Right. But like, I do feel sorry for the kid that was put in that position that became Homelander. Sure. Because it seems like 99 out of 100 people, you put through that process and something fucked up is going to go happen with them. Mm hmm. Uh, we're watching Afghanistan propaganda made by Soldier Boy in the 70s, I assume. Uh, He gets riled up about what's happening to the country he fought for and the price he's paid for achieving nothing. And Huey asks him what happened to Manhattan. He claims he blacked out for about 10 minutes. He doesn't even know. And he didn't mean to hurt anybody. And then butcher returns to their hotel room here and says, we're off to Vermont. So you guys both need to power up with V24 or so so we need to power up with V24 and they do. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned this is this is seventies. This is actually a parody of Rambo three. Um, <laughs> okay, down to Can't like the Ra- uh, the Rambo three was dedicated to the brave Mujahideen warriors really? who opposed the okay. Soviets at our convenience in the eighties and later. Uh, like I said, it's not a one-to-one, like a lot of people say it is, but that is, there's a lineage there that led directly to the 2001 attacks against yeah. America by Afghanistan, or people based on Afghanistan. It's another thing yeah. where it's like, it's it's not even really satire, it's just, it's just doing, mm-hmm. it's just doing the thing, you know? Uh, yeah. He's even, I think he's even doing a, did you detect a little bit of a Sly Stallone in, in his delivery? I, I didn't, I wasn't looking for it because I didn't recognize the Rambo three reference. I've never seen uh, that movie, but yeah, I did a little bit more of the, but, but then he kind of, he kind of, kind of talks like this uh-huh. in, in the best of situations too. So maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's an overall kind of thing, but, uh, I did recognize a Wilhelm scream in there. That was kind of funny. A mod, like a weird Wilhelm. Yeah, maybe a one that tapers off. Not the off. classic. Yeah, the the but the 
I don't know. You can see him. I also like that how Huey's like really worried about the radiation. Like he's got the Geiger uh-huh. counter and he's trying yep. to pay attention to where he is at all times. You um, can tell his mood, right? You can read his mood like uh, yeah. with the ra- uh, Geiger counter. And also just like the stuff that he's saying, it's it's hilarious, right? Because like Soldier Boy doesn't know a lot about what we know about the people he's talking about, like Bill Cosby, for instance. And oh, so when God. he mentions him, America's and, dad, but soldier boy also has some really backwards views on things. So he might, he might also in the same sentence, praise something really fucked up to knowing it. Uh, and Huey's reactions to this is just like, there's a lot to unpack there, uh, yeah. but he can't get into it with the guy. Right. Just hilarious. Yeah. yeah it's uh I mean, but we, we, we picked up on this, the fact that he doesn't, you know, there's a, this commentary of, uh, I know, and, and this this resonates with a lot of men that, like, you know, we've lost our way and we've come too feminine and we've come too in touch with our, you know, we're good Christ, we're changing diapers and we're carrying babies on our chest with a device intended for that purpose. Wearing what, capes. What is, what's happening? What's become of us? Right. You're wearing capes like some kind of goddamn dandy. Um, I wonder where they are going uh, with like, is this just going to be all it is if they're going something else? Because like, uh, you know, the, this inverted Captain America, this frozen uh, caveman essentially just comes out decrying mm-hmm. the state of modern America. Um, I don't know. We'll I see. don't know. And the other thing's like also like I think maybe it's just intended as a critique because him hearkening back to the golden era when like meant like, well, your team hated you enough to kill you. you sure. Know? Yeah. Like. It might have worked for you, but it didn't work for anybody else on the team. And like, maybe you could think about why that is. <laughs> and did and it really work for you if you were right frozen and tortured? And yeah, if it led to your, you know, being being betrayed by your own government, by your own corporation, by your own teammates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. But what I don't know. Also. Like this thing is like it won't happen again unless uh, they got. Cut. It seems like he has very little power control over his superpower. His his new anti soup superpower. Yeah, I mean, if he gets angry, it's like the Hulk, right? Um, a little bit or triggered, not just angry, but like specifically triggered. Sure, sure. By the that uh, Russian music, yeah, yeah. The Deep and his wife visit the TNT twins, and we are introduced to the superhero orgy that is called Hero Gasm. It's a legendary, very tame introduction. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was funny on second watch. The uh, the creep that likes the, the 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 butthole gazer is the one commiserating with the deep about man. You can't even you can't even play. You can't even pay a woman a compliment. You can't even can't even <laughs> right. can't even rape their throat right. without without. Yeah, it's like come on, man. Like, but it's like yeah, this guy's a total creep, uh, even amongst creeps, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, so it's just that's just the tip. Of hero gasm. We'll get to the rest just later. Th- like like the love sausage is just a tip. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot more to unpack. <laughs> Jesus. Homelander and Starlight do a talk show. Uh, the same talk show we've been on. Uh, no, no, it's a, a different host. Uh, and the other guest is Newman. Surprise, surprise. Homelander insists there's nothing for the public to worry about, and uh, insists very emphatically and walks off stage. And then Newman invites Starlight to sit down for a chat. She reveals that she knows that Starlight knows that she's a soup, the head popper. And she claims, look, I'm on your side. I just want to use your influence to make things better for women. And Starlight is fed up with being told to do shitty things in order to win. And she's not going to do it anymore. So then Newman threatens Starlight and then leaves. 
Yeah, this uh, this VNN network stuff again is just like very broad sure. critique of the Trump administration. Um, I, I did like the way they introduced the scene of the two ladies sitting together and talking with them popping open pop cans. Okay, because you know, like, that's sure. like that's what's on your mind, right? Is she going to pop Starlight's head? Right, and like Starlight holding her off, but just and the implication that she burst a very small blood vessel in her, you know, kind of gives us an idea what kind of control she has over this power, and and that it works on other soups too, right? I'm not it does I'm not sure we've ever soups, seen though. that directly. Yeah, because they popped that FBI director's head, they popped a bunch of C. I, that's a good. I'm, I'm trying because we were questioning could she do it to it wouldn't surprise me if someone sent in feedback as like I didn't expect but like it wouldn't surprise me if she has right but right. like Starlight's a pretty powerful soup too uh-huh. she's powerful enough to be in the seven so she's maybe I don't think she could defeat Homelander but she's in that right. ballpark so which makes you think that maybe it would work uh-huh and I think like this episode does a lot to <laughs> I, I almost want to say humanize Homelander that's in but not in you know emotional terms in like yeah. power terms because yeah. I, I think he does have weaknesses. He's not invincible uh, physically, but we'll see. But she wants her influence, her 190 million followers. Um, uh, she wants to, you know, to trade trade some. You scratch my back for I scratch your your back. Um, and I'm with her here, right? Like she is willing to sacrifice her personal gain and face danger in order to live up to her principles. And that is what is needed from damn near everybody on this planet. I did think that that, we'd be a lot better off. Oh, a hundred percent. I do think I, I thought that, um, I thought that, uh, Victoria was going to pop like her, a tooth, like a molar or something, something a little bit more, the boys and painful. Like I I thought Uh she got off easy with a little blood trickle or like maybe explode her pinky toe or something. (laughs) Okay. You know, yep. Blood, 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 bloody nose. Eh, but it's she made her point. She made her point. Yeah. All right. Nina brings Frenchie, Kamiko, and Cherie to a warehouse. She chains Sergey, n- sorry, Serge, naked to a post. Uh, explains how he got his various scars, and then she makes him choose whether to kill Kamiko or Cherie. Fortunately for them, Kamiko breaks free and kills Nina's goons. Then frees Frenchie, but Nina gets away. And this is where Kamiko reveals the second half of the joke uh, as she frees herself this popsicle stick. Um, yes. I liked uh, I, I liked uh, Frenchie getting chained up uh, crazy eight style against the pillar. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we get enough, you know, again, we get some more backstory on Frenchie that he had a difficult upbringing. His father is abusive, made him kneel on broken glass. He's taken bullets for Nina. Um and yet Kimiko, do you think she's got a little, I, I'm trying to like, I think she's got a little bit of her powers back. I it feel like when she broke that like dude's it. thumbs, mm-hmm. that's where like everything else, like her biting the dude's Achilles tendon to take him down and then shiving the shit out of him with that eight inch spike. Like, uh, but also that dude is just beating the shit out of her midsection where she had all those injuries. Right. And I just feel like it would kill a person. She's not a hundred percent back to herself, but enough i think they're definitely hinting that she's back in a, in a little bit did you did you get those vibes too you could be right yeah i was very surprised i guess when she got back up after being punched a hundred times in her already wounded guts um, by a big dude he oh, was yeah. dropping bombs on that right. midsection yeah this would take out ufc fighters let alone uh Fuck some yeah. some small girl yeah 
uh-huh. he, here's the other thing i this scene told me boy i the boys has broken me the boys has fucked me up beyond repair because uh-huh. my brother is staying with us this week uh and he i was watching this episode and he comes down and he see watches a scene and he's like when kamiko jumps on this guy starts stabbing him he's like oh my god that's fucked up and i was just thinking oh kamiko stabbing a dude <laughs> yeah yeah is your like, bro- so like yeah but is your brother like a human centipede guy because like you're you're you, you've been in <laughs> the been outer broken for a reaches. long time you, yeah, yeah i was gonna say the boys did break <laughs> they might have finished a job but you've been yeah. working on yourself for a while fair fair uh, fair I was I wasn't sure if he was one of those horror hounds because yeah, no I don't think so. Yeah, shit! You see this on like the fucking season the 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 season premiere of Oz. Like this is pretty good. Getting a getting an old prison shanking. Come on, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, the human centipede is is what I use to get myself through the bad room. <laughs> All right, uh, M and Starlight are driving. She asks about M.M.'s tick uh, with his thumb, and he tells her, or his, his index finger, whatever. Uh, he tells her the story about how his grandpa was killed by Soldier Boy, which I thought was a car accident. Turns out it is. Um, but Soldier Boy threw a car into their house, and it killed his grandfather. Um, yeah. Which, that's how it was written up, but it sounds like that's how it got written up in the Vought report. It's like, oh, that's a car, car accident. accident. What are you going to do? Of course. Yeah. Um, and so ever since then uh and during that time he had this thing where they said they needed to check the burners and i I think he's talking about stove burners here three times a night or soldier boy would come back kill his family it's like a krampus thing uh and he says look i gotta end this one way or another gotta get him out of my head yeah it's interesting i i I don't i mean i'm not a psychologist i don't know um, I, I, I've never heard of like OCD being brought on by a, a trauma like this, but it, it kind of makes sense that like mm-hmm. my careless thought and action led to someone I care about being killed by this person. So like if I have any other thoughtless care, uh, you know, uh, uh, or, or careless actions, um, or if I stop thinking, or if I stop being hyper vigilant, that, that these things will yeah. happen to me again. Um, but I thought it's pretty. Prof- I, th- I thought it's pretty, uh, pretty profound. Yeah, it's like a um, self-induced OCD, right? Like he could yeah. stop potentially, but maybe he's too deep in now, and and yeah, it got away from him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it's. I thought it's interesting. It's cool. It's 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 interesting backstory for him. Yeah, I really wanted to know ever since he's had this vendetta against uh, Soldier Boy, what the deal was, and now we do. Uh, speaking of of knowing things we know a little too much in this next scene man uh mm and starlight tell us what hero gasm is really all about we saw a little bit of it earlier now we get the full the full story uh mm's clothes get absolutely ruined <laughs> during his time <laughs> oh, at God. hero gasm butcher's team is out back and huey's gonna teleport in to find the twins uh, I forgot this starts off by being reintroduced to Love Sausage, reunited with Love yes. Sausage, and it feels so good, uh, at least for me, maybe not for him. <laughs> it's just so absurd. It's it just is. so absurd. Yeah. This, this giant, poorly animated and textured cock. Uh, it's like, what is it? What is it good for? Right. Opening doors, I guess. You know what? Gets I bet a, termite. Because th- th- okay I was just this. thinking that like, 
Oh, what? Termite could expect get a little bigger, right? Or does he only have two oh, sizes? Yes, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he can do the full like uh, German airport thing that the uh, Ant Man does in in Captain America three to yeah. get super size. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, I guess he could. You could use. It seems like he was getting some action in one part of the episode, but I'm like, man, it's just like forever just the tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that ain't satisfying. Constantly a tease, right? Yeah, yeah. Just just dipping your toe in the water all the time. Unless like, he can not, find yeah, like Stretch Girl or something, right? Or or just plus stretch, if, he's, if he's using the, the head of his dong to like open doors and shit, like that guy's that's got to be like mad desensitized and calloused and whatnot. I, you know, I bet the only place the love sausage can get off is hero gasm. I think you got to bring a certain type of superhero together it with him. Takes a team. It takes a team <laughs> to, to bring him off. off. Yeah, sure. You work in shifts. Takes a village. Yeah, like 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 have different <laughs> sectors of the the sausage you're working with. You got to divide. Yeah. yeah well, I was probably. just thinking the right combination of superpowers might get it done, right? Like if if mm. who's who's the guy from Fantastic Four that can stretch? Yeah, Mister Fantastic. Right. You could probably put the whole thing in him. True. True. Uh, and that's the thing. It's like if you could show an erect male penis, they could have had something there. Like who doesn't right. want to see a thirty foot long? rock hard donger with like 13 different soups going to town on it like some kind of <laughs> uh-huh. crazy uh, yeah but like they can't do that they can't do that like those party much. those party hoagies that you can order right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that take up yeah. a whole table the yard law yeah. yeah you need sandwich artists that's the only ones with the training <laughs> to deal with uh <laughs> with the love sausage yeah, I, um, I don't know. I, I was underwhelmed, let's say, by the inventiveness, the creativity. I saw a guy with his crotch dance. on fire. That wasn't crazy to me, but yeah, they had like a Wonder Woman type tie, tying up some dude with the lasso. Truth, sure. that's pretty kinky. They had a mentalist like pleasuring four women at once. There's also this implication that a lot of these women are sex workers that are there. Right. Some kind of nebulous version of willing and that's it's they're not enjoying it because they show this guy like manifest an 18 inch ice donger and thrust it into some woman that seem like she's enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So it's like this theme of these supers using people uh, continues to be the, the, the reinforce. Oh, and then the stuff like I said, the thing that's that's funny is like this, the 13 year old boy stuff that actually works, which is like. You know, here's termite cut, mm-hmm. manifesting himself outside of a woman, and he's covered head to toe with pussy juice, and he bumps into mud and, and covers his jacket, and that he thinks that's bad, and then this yep. dude's throwing ropes and <laughs> schlacks him, flocks him like a Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, uh, when the kids get slimed on. You can't do that on television or whatever it is, right? <laughs> Except it's yeah. white. Yeah. And that this this throwing ropes, there's like uh this is like classic, I think late eighties, early nineties porn star that I'm not a huge fan. I'm not really familiar with the name, Nick Manning. And his catchphrase hmm. was dropping loads. Okay. I don't know why you would ever like become known for a porno catchphrase. It seems like that's something that uh would be would be not something that you want to inject into every scene. But yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't know why they're paying homage to Mr. Manning here, but uh, that's what they're doing. I, I mean, does he do so, so this is probably the era of the porn with a story, right? Like the maybe. attempts at like, you know, highbrow porn. So maybe he would have an opportunity when he comes in, you know, as as the pizza delivery guy with his dick through the hole in the pizza box or whatever to say, like, why don't you try a slice and I'll drop a load or 
because modern no, day porno, I feel arriving. like you don't get the he opportunity. Yells, uh, drop and loads, and then and then then he does it. He first he says it, then he does it. Uh, he says it while he says he's, it. he announces it as he's arriving. That's, that's dro- not the dro- interesting the, the to loads me are dropping. at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. And, <laughs> okay. and, and the boys I, I, are paying because yeah. hmm. you don't have to have this guy say throwing ropes as he blows a cannon all over mother. So they're, they're right. playing the, the you know, deliberate homage, the, the, the Nick Manning. Wow. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe they're big fans of Manning's work. There's a lot going on here. Starlight, when she walks in, I thought it was funny that they have one of her dildos kind of like floating around <laughs> the air and penetrating yeah, being, somebody. Yeah, being levitated. Yeah, uh-huh, right. Right near her. Um she she walks in to try to convince Blue Hawk to help with Homelander, but he's not interested. And she finds the deep fucking an octopus, and she takes a blackmail of photo, course. which mm-hmm. that's probably useful in the future. Might uh, be on her social media account, perhaps. He says, "Look, it was Homelander's idea to come here, trying to get himself off the hook." Uh, Huey finds the TNT twins arguing, and then runs into A Train, and this is. Pretty interesting, I thought. He decides, right now, I'm going to get an apology from you about Robin. And A-Train doesn't know he has superpowers, right? Um, right. And Huey's prepared to confront him with that uh, realization if he needs to. But A-Train mm-hmm. just obliges him. He's like, pretty genuine here with an apology, which pisses Huey off, right? Yeah. Sometimes getting what you want is, is a pisser. But I, I like how they, they played like A-Train starts with like kind of like, you know begrudging and kind of like pissed off about it but as he talks about the care you know the 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 way that people uh get hurt when you know the 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 little people that don't matter uh and his brother and being paralyzed like there is some genuine he got there he i think he again because of lived experience but he's got there where he feels he feels real bad like that's fucked up man i exploded your girlfriend just running down the street, you know? And he's probably thinking of that terrible apology that Blue Hawk gave to the community. Like, right. That's, that was disingenuous. And yeah, as he gets into this, he realizes, I I feel this. Um, and I think, like, the thing about, you know, Huey wanting to go at him here and punching him because he gets an apology is, like, Huey used to want an apology. Now what Huey wants is revenge. Um, he wants to be getting even, yeah. Yeah, and it's... It's it's disarming and it, it, to, to the point where like he doesn't really know how to respond other than to double down on the thing he's got yeah. right, uh, which is revenge. Yeah, and we know something that Huey doesn't, which is these heroes hurt themselves as often as they hurt each other and and sure. others. Like you know, like he, uh, as I think he was in love with Popclaw, right? He didn't. Uh, yeah, I think the, so. So so like that was kind of one of the points is that they're out of so out of control that the, the difference between, you know, masochism and sadism are kind of like blurred because their, their lifestyle hurts each other and themselves as much as it does anybody outside. Not that it makes it okay. Right. Um, I did like, before we move on, I want to talk about like, we really glossed over like hero gasm, not great, but I thought the deep with the octopus and <laughs> as he turns around and it's got one tentacle, giving him the business in the back. Like oh, that's oh, pretty fucked up. That. And the, nice. the octopus just making a sl- and I'm like, also, if you know anything about do- uh, octopus, it's going down on him with a fucking beak. I know, like a big ass parrot beak, and oh Jesus, the, it's like it's like fucking a guillotine. I don't care what's on the other side of that thing. It's 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 a, <laughs> it's a menace. It's dangerous. Yeah. Um. The other thing is when Huey was there looking through binoculars at Herogasm, I love the shot of the one lady who's like up against the the glass and her ass is flattening up against the, the glass wall as she's getting nice. 
getting uh getting filled from the inside it's like it's just like i don't know something about that hand being constantly pressed in a rhythm did, did you uh, see when laugh. when starlight finds the deep you can see his ass pressed against the other side of the aquarium through oh, the aquarium I did, no i didn't yeah. i didn't that's hilarious it was pretty good <laughs> lots of pressed hams in this episode <laughs> a ton uh so starlight intervenes in a train and huey's fight and huey says look soldier boy's here starlight says look homelander's about to be here and then Soldier Boy walks in, and Huey teleports both himself and Starlight back to their car. Uh, and he tells Starlight, I'm fed up with being the weak one in this relationship. And they have a little uh, confrontation there, which I, it, the metaphor here, right? Like Huey burying his body and soul at the same time. Mm. They're both naked after he teleports them. There's, there's, you know, the, the veils are off what they're feeling. Yeah. Um, I think that Starlight's on to something here that like Huey is just a fucked up, broken in like he's got big Homelander energy, to be honest. Yeah. You know, this this need for control of everything in his life, the need to like keep everything safe and pure. It's it's uh, it's a fucked up instinct. And, you know, it's another instance of like him kind of not being truthful with her. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's layers to it. And this last one, it's like. I've been fundamentally dishonest with you since the beginning of our relationship, because if I told you the truth, you'd leave me. It's not good. It's not a good look, man. Agreed. Then MM confronts soldier boy at hero gasm with a smoke grenade. I, I don't know what he's doing with that either. Well, they they showed in in one of the Soviet prison scenes. There's a show. There's a picture. There's a video of them subduing, soldier boy when he kind of got loose with some kind of gas grenade and I, these are the same type of that gas grenade i don't know why Superboy huh. or i'm sorry soldier boy is immune to them now but like yeah. i think mother's milk intended that to incapacitate him gotcha um yeah he wants to fight but butcher calls him away to get the twins and stops mm from going after him uh soldier boy finds the twins and then gets triggered by some russian music that happens to be playing on the radio again and he blasts every sausage. God damn it. If you guys quit playing traditional right? Russian music, this was <laughs> not, not going to happen. That's the thing. I'm trying to think how many times I have encountered in America traditional Russian music. Now, now I can count them on one finger, maybe. Stipulate that we've lived in the Midwest. Fair. For fair. much of our life. Like sure. it might very well be different if we lived on the coasts or different. I lived parts in Manhattan, Navy, yeah, or in, in some, yeah. somewhere in New York City. I'd, I'd expect to maybe hear more often, but yeah, here in the Midwest, oof, not often. Although there was that Micro Express that I'm pretty sure was a front <laughs> was for the Russian by. mafia. Yeah, Every yeah. time I picked up a chip from that, it was very. very very plotting big trouble for moose and squirrel energy in that building. Totally. I, I, we, we could have heard it there for sure. Perhaps. And I, I've, <laughs> I've been to Russian restaurants, so I've probably heard it there, but that's about it. Uh, anyway, um, th- th- there's during this, like while this is happening, we are seeing the TNT twins, right? And they're arguing mm-hmm. uh, and they're arguing over the the man, uh, the whichever TNT twin, I don't know their names, uh, having filmed a film, a uh, revealing film of somebody that we don't really know. 
I, I don't know. I don't know how he got it's, this thing. It's, it's, it's a live cam in their toilet is the gag here. And she's totally, just totally. It up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't know how you get a camera in a toilet that wouldn't be noticed, A, and B, can hit that angle without, uh, let's say, getting uh, covered. Shit on. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. That angle seemed weird to me. Yeah, just saying. I don't know. The right pinhole camera, maybe. But it did seem like it was right from underneath. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. you see, yeah. like I said earlier, the taint, the gruntle, the fleshy fun bridge, all you of see it. see the whole thing. All I of mean, it. Yeah. asshole balls, all of it. Um, the whole suspension bridge. It's there. <laughs> yep. So they can show that, but don't you dare show that that same dick excited. If it thing is fully engorged with blood, that's going to threaten people and you can't have it. You can't have it. I will say that was maybe the most shocking thing of the entire herogasm is that Full single shot. Bowl. Yeah. 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 I wonder, there's, I wonder if there's, I wonder if there's a guy, cause I know Amazon could technically do whatever they want. Like I, mm-hmm. I think that they're all kind of like trying to shy away from outright porn. So they don't wind themselves in front of like a Senate committee hearing, but like, was there like, okay, you want to show a butthole? All right. In infrared only. It's got to be a night right. vision shot. We can't have a true color vision of some dude's butthole. Low it's resolution. Not happen. Kripke? Nope. It's not going to happen. It's got to be low res, CC quality. I don't Was care if you use your own of, butthole. I don't, it, it, right. even, even if it's a stunt butthole, I don't want to see it. Yeah. 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 If it's a stunt b-hole, then yeah. I wonder. I wonder. I don't know. To be a fly Also, like, what room. do we, do you buy Black Noir turning on Soldier Boy? Uh, man, I don't have a good feeling, uh, on where, where their relationship was at the time. Like, I, I don't know what Black Noir's so, involvement like, was. He was about to take, uh, he was about to get hired by Vought onto the seven, which was then going to be uh-huh. the new premier team that took, takes over. So I could see Stan Edgar telling the D that the, 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 this is a, this is a quid pro quo. You got to take out, you got to betray soldier boy for you to get this spot and maybe we'll talk about you wearing a mask or whatnot. It seems if that's Hmm. the case, like man, black Dwar played a terrible price for that because he got fucked up in, in in that whole attack and it made him even more loyal to Vought. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we're getting the full story here. Gotcha. But it's also information. It, it, it bodes not well for Homelander. If his most trusted person on the team has already betrayed the alpha super of a previous team. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Starlight wants to go back to the carnage at the house, but Huey doesn't want to let her. Um, and so she blasts him and, and really shows like who the soup in the relationship is, right? Like Jesus put him on his ass. Yeah. yeah I don't see any powers that could do that to her. Um, yeah, no, she's, she is powerful. Yeah. She's just not, homelander and you know not but no nobody really is and we see the you know as part of this carnage uh love sausage (laughs) he's been blackened uh his his dick is all burned up man the word like imagine falling asleep outside naked with no sunscreen on times a million he just (laughs) running around with burnt rope burnt cordage Uh uh-huh it's it's not good. It looks terrible. The deep running around no pants with mm-hmm. his octopus friend in uh <laughs> in like one of those thin plastic bags. Yeah. Uh 
Yeah, it's that's the thing. It's like I I thought the hero gasm itself was kind of disappointing, but the aftermath I thought was appropriately fucked up. Everybody running oh, yeah. around with burnt off dicks and covered and, in gore, uh, yeah. and and termite getting getting squashed by Homelander uh, uh-huh. accidentally. Yeah, that's uh, that's some good fallout to hero gasm. Um, What's the ropes were were thrown? <laughs> God, so, some other fallout here is that A Train is able to grab Blue Hawk. And just drags him across the pavement at supersonic speeds until he is a pile of goo. And then his heart gives out and he collapses. Might be the end. Another inversion because like dragging someone uh, at high speed down a road has been a popular way to lynch. Uh, minorities uh, both sexual and, and 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 racial so like I thought that was a powerful image of this mm-hmm. guy doing that to, to the, the blue hawk absolutely and it was fucked up that's another thing that's like what's oh, that's, yeah. like, that's something it's like that's the fucked up thing about America the creativity you can do killing a fool uh-huh. infinite pleasuring someone very small you can just you need to have all these kind of borders on it I don't know it's 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 one of the weird things about our country I don't understand then Homelander shows up to Herogasm, but, you know, he's not participating. I wonder if Homelander has ever gone to Herogasm. He doesn't seem like the type. He likes to Man, keep his why deviancy he because under he does get into. He, I, I think he's like super sexually deviant, like from oh, what we've seen. I, I he totally tits, agree. He I just himself. don't think he oh, does okay. it publicly. I think he Maybe. wouldn't want anybody to know that. He's above himself, above uh, above all that. Because they did, even they mentioned uh, like they were surprised that Deep showed up. Like maybe this is more. And and, and didn't Butcher say something about this being more like D-lister heroes? Could be, yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah. So Homelander shows up at Herogasm. He sidelines Butcher very quickly and then confronts Soldier Boy, and they start fighting. But then Butcher wakes up and surprises Homelander with his powers. And Soldier Boy, Butcher, and then Huey, who shows up, all tag team Homelander and almost managed to power him down, but he throws them off and flies away. Yeah. Uh, Carl uh, fucking Urban. Carl bloody Urban. Jeez, dude. did you see the looks on his face as he's lasering uh, and, and going at Homelander here? I've and never like seen a human being. Homelander punch and like the grin he gives, like with the, his teeth all covered in blood. <laughs> like it's demonic. Absolutely. A hundred percent. He's insane. Oh. I think Carl Urban is insane. You have to be a madman to give that look. It's so good. And I, I got if you if you um, Anthony Starr's no slouch either. And sure. this makes me very nostalgic for the glory days of Banshee, because if you like <laughs> Anthony Starr, I've said this once, I'll say it a million times. And and seeing him in really good fight scenes, check out this old Cinemax show Banshee. The, it didn't end on top. It was like that last season was a little flabby and not as good as the others. But those first couple seasons are fucking a tight, tight, really compelling action show. And Anthony starts beats the fuck out of so many people and gets the fuck beat on him. It's incredible. This was like made me mis- n- nostalgic for those days. Nice. Uh, we find out a little bit, you know, I, I think we kind of picked this up, but Soldier Boy doesn't remember blasting everyone. He specifically says that here. Um, yeah. And also, like, maybe I got the idea that he couldn't blast Homelander. Like, he was his charge. That, like, is a charge that has to build up at to some point. Yeah. I felt like he was trying to charge up, but I thought also that he was struggling with it. 
maybe he didn't have the psychological impetus, but also maybe it's just yeah. like a battery where you just it's a capacitor. It has to store up so much before it, it can it can pop. It could be um, he blasted crimson uh, cockatiel or whatever her name is pretty yeah, well. Crimson, so. crimson, crimson countess. Yeah, countess. Yeah. Uh, so um, we'll see. I I I thought it was so lame when Butcher and Homelander did the Harry Potter thing with the vision. Like, oh my god! I guess they have to. It's almost required if you got opposing people with some sort of beam beam powers to like oppose them. Sure. But yeah. holy hell, that's that's tropey as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like seeing Homelander get yanked down by his cape. Oh, right. I thought that was nice. that was cool. Yeah, this um, fight is great. Um, I thought they might kill Homelander, like because it's uh-huh. like felt like this. That it, it, he it kind of feels like this is the last season, unless they figure out some way to reset him or come up with new bounds, which they're perfectly capable of doing. But I wasn't beyond the realm of possibility that it kill him off and then have like two more episodes of a debt, you know, like, a, I don't know, mopping up Vought. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I really do think with all the thematic stuff we have going on here that the most dramatic way to go with this is to power Homelander down, at least temporarily, um, mm-hmm. and then decide what to do with him. And, you yeah. know, Kimiko can kind of be our barometer for that, too, right? Like if her powers mm. come back at any point. We know that and it will could, be temporary for Homelander. If they right. don't, then he might. We might be able to neutralize oh, him without killing can, him. If and does if he deserve depowered death? Next episode and like each episode, he gets a little bit back. That could be interesting. Sure. Like when and they're arguing over like, do we need to kill him now? Yes. No. Yeah. I, I don't know. That to me is the most dramatically and compelling thing. We, we also the, we missed another quiet moment of like this is Starlight and 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 Mother. Uh, taking their stand where mother's milk grabs wakes up. First thing you can think of is grabbing a pistol and starlight's like, look, I need you. People are getting hurt. I got like real, like, you know, an Indiana Jones where he's reaching for the grail and he could almost get it. And mm-hmm. he's so close to getting the thing that him and his father's wanted for so long. And his dad's like, Indiana, Let it's it enough. Yeah. And, and he chooses his dad over I've, that felt like this kind of energy. Cause it's like, mother's dad was obsessed with this he's been obsessed with this he has i mean i don't always want to do with that gun but like homelander is as as down as he's ever been and soldier boy's right there vulnerable mm-hmm. and he gives up i feel like this is a this is a def- definitive thing that he gives up his quest for vengeance to help uh starlight save people's lives i thought and and, and ends up sure they're like the the, the two unit um, dynamic duo at the end of this. Uh, I thought that was good, and it's a, it's been a long time coming. It's been building up, right, right. Uh, this and season, still plenty of heroes. You know, plenty of boys out there that we can like claw back from the brink. Right, we don't need it to be everybody. Sure. Do you? A couple of questions before we move on. Do you think Soldier Boy can beat Homelander in a straight up fight? Uh, it certainly didn't seem like it. I think he was getting his ass kicked without without powering down Homelander? I don't think so. It seems like the flight is just a big thing. Yeah. Like if you, you, you know, um, that's just a, that's just a, a tough thing to overcome and the power vision. Like if it was just physical strength and speed, cause soldier was also pretty fast. They, they showed off in this episode. I think he's got him, but like, yeah. I, and I wonder what that does to soldier boy, no longer being the alpha mm-hmm. superhero on the planet. Um, I don't know. I don't see. I do think do like think- of of the bunch, Butcher has the best shot at beating him. 
boy butcher because he's like it seems like on power they're about even and yeah. butcher is combat tested like he doesn't know how to mm-hmm. use, and he's just so fucking pissed like i feel like that that's <laughs> like all other things being equal the person with yeah. the more juice in the tank and like he's got an infinite amount Right. I mean, how many movies have been made about somebody, you know, not being as well equipped, but wanting it more. Right. Wanting it more. Yeah. He wants it and more. Like, I don't even I, I don't know that Homelander wants to live as bad as Butcher wants to see him die. Right. <laughs> and the chips are down, I guess. Uh, one other test in your barometer, mm-hmm. a train alive or dead. I think it does no good to kill him here. Um, it, it, it's it's not enough of a statement for me to kill him here. So I think he's still alive. Yeah. It's pretty lame to say narratively. It doesn't fit him to die I, here, but, it, but I feel that, that's, that's how shows work. That's right. Where I come down on. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, yeah. We try to make it super easy to support making podcasts at bald move. Just join the club. But some people aren't a joining type, or maybe they're already in the club but want to add a little bit of gratuity for an especially great season of coverage, or for a podcast that really spoke to them, or gave them that bit of support in a tough time. For these, and for whatever other reason you might have, our tip jar is always open. Head over to support.ballmove.com and click the donate option to say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate it. Once again, check out support.ballmove.com for all the great ways to help me and Jim keep making the podcast you love. listening to quite a few bald move podcasts now but you're not in the club whoo boy you are missing out not only are all of our premium club podcast feeds completely ad free but we have lots of other great content exclusively for people in the club there's a weekly lunch with jim and aaron where we chat with fans about anything and everything from tv and films food fun life advice and more but there's also off the clock our premium podcast where we talk about all the shows we don't have time for on our public feeds Plus, you get access to our full spoiler-filled first-run movie reviews of our newly released films. Don't forget Instant Take and Talk Podcast, where we give our hot takes and discuss television shows with our fans live and immediately after the episode airs. With mega shows like House of the Dragon coming this summer, we're going to have lots to talk about. Not to mention access to our fun and friendly community of club members, with exclusive Discord channels and a dedicated forum. It's one of the best places on the internet to hang out and chat about pop culture. Bottom line, you're helping two regular type guys in the Midwest make the content you like to listen to, which some would say is rewarding to itself. Help keep the lights on and the bits flowing at Bald Move. And get some awesome content for yourself. Head to support.baldmove.com to join the club today. Next up, Frenchie tends to Kamiko's wounds, and Kamiko confesses that it wasn't the V that made her a monster. It's just who she is. And then they both try and tell each other, "Look, we're we're not broken." Um, yeah, Kamiko's trying to comfort him. He's doing the same. It's yeah, they're trying to be a team. It's a sad commentary on humans, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's it's sweet that like so often we will readily forgive in others things that we could never forgive in ourselves. Sure. Sure. You know, and like, there's also like the other side of it, like the megalomaniacal people like Homelander that like can't, can't ever take any blame and can give maximum 
deference to themselves and dope. But like, I feel like it's more way more common to see stuff like this where like Frenchie and Kimiko are both trying to say like, well, if you're a monster, then I'm a monster. And if I'm a monster, you're not. But like they both can't, they can only see that that grace in each other. They can't see it in themselves. And, and honestly, we know, like it's a thing. If if I had to say the boys is about one thing, it would be about that, right? Like uh, the idea that the idea of people changing, uh, people mm-hmm. becoming better um, than they have been, regardless yeah. of of what made them so bad in the first place. And we know, like that's the thing is like. I think there's a, also an element of like, well, if you only really knew how bad things like, cause the things like Frenchie, we they revealed in last episode has killed children yeah. for Nina. That's pretty unforgivable. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm sure the stuff that the, what was it? The guiding, the, the, the golden hand. I can't remember the organization that like fucked up Kamiko. I'm sure they had her do bad shit too. The, the thing is, is like, there's types of people like the, the thing about Kamiko and Frenchie is they're both survivors. Sure. And like sets them apart from Homelander is because you could say the Homelander is a survivor too, except for he didn't. He fell to the darkness, and mm-hmm. these guys are still trying to be good people. They are instead of trying to weed out their last vestiges of humanity, they're trying to desperately cling to it. Yeah, um, that's why I think they're ultimately redeemable in a way that Homelander's doesn't seem so far is not. But it's it's sad to see them both like trying to fall over each other to excuse each other's actions and not willing to see themselves through any other frame, but that of a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some touching scenes with him. Um, and finally Homelander stares in the mirror and the authorities clean up hero gasm. Then Starlight. Wait, before we move on yep. what I would, I, I think it's interesting that they didn't give us any of that internal monologue because, yeah. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> you know, you thought he was insecure Right. And and reactionary before when he was the most powerful man on the planet. Now that that status status is in jeopardy. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the authorities clean up Hero Gasm. Starlight uses the tragedy that happened at Hero Gasm and her influencer status to try to destroy Homelander's image by live streaming her resignation message to Vought. Bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. Like, I mean, she's inviting a fight, right? So she, but she's got potentially 190 million people on her side. Yeah, she has a shitload of followers. Man, do you do you watch the text? Because like they they really captured the vapidness and inanity of. Because like we we do we do online streaming stuff. Sure, but but we we have a, a much a, we don't have 190 pe- million people in chat. We have like mm-hmm. I don't know between 40 and 100 when we're really rolling. Right, you can keep up with it. I always wonder like what is the people who are just chatting into the they're just screaming into the void. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they know they that by the time they hit enter, seven pages have gone by. Yeah, it's going to just fly by at light speed. Mm-hmm. Like what is is it for? Are they, are they chatting for each other? Are they chatting for themselves? Is it like, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've often wondered that. Like, uh, you know, it's like trying to, like, if everyone's in a stadium trying to scream something at the same time, there's 60,000 people there. It's like, it's at one point, do you just give up because your voice is, is hoarse? But right. they do capture that just clueless, lowest common denominator conversation that's happening. Oh yeah, were you reading some of the messages as they oh, flew I was. by? Or? Okay. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was. It was just. Yeah, it was just. I. I, I think they. 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 They do a really good job of uh, capturing that voice. 
the nice. voice of the internet screaming inco in, in incoherently. Sure. Um, she lays a lot of stuff out there that uh, you know, uh, Soldier Boy's bad, Homelander's worse. He's done something to Maeve, and uh, I mean, this is a this is a this is a James Holden move right out of the Expanse playbook. Totally, just fucking extreme leveling. Put yourself out there at risk and let the public decide what to do with it. Because I don't know, like you, I think you said this at the beginning of the episode. There's going to be people that are a okay with Homelander behaving this way yeah. and are going to call her a dumb whore for sure. trying to buck the program. Uh, yeah, uh, but at the same time, uh, she does put Homelander in a tough position, right? Because there will be people who believe her and are on her side, and there are probably far more of them. Uh, even if they may not be as vocal uh, than people who are on Homelander's side. So he can't just go straight at her. Th- this is the thing, right? right? Like Homelander has to get smarter. He can't go straight right. at the, the trio of Soldier Boy, Huey, and Butcher. He can't go straight at Starlight here or Annie. Right? How is he going to get to them? How is he going to keep the public on his side? Or I, I don't know, maybe fuck it. He doesn't care, right? Like we've talked maybe. about that. I was he thinking the same thing. Yeah. could give up that dream. Um, but it seems like it's a part of who he is. He wants people to love him. How does he get over that? I don't. I don't know. Are, are, are you surprised that she didn't go after Victoria Newman a little bit? Like, cause like if you huh. like you just just throw shit yeah. everywhere and if, if and see what sticks in the who, because that's the one person she didn't like back the fuck off on. You know, right? Um, she she she. Backed up Vought, she backed up Homelander, she backed up uh, 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 Soldier Boy, but, you know, Victoria Newman, there's no shade cast. Because like, there's a lot of people, one of the things in chat was like, I thought that the Office of Superhero Oversight was supposed to save us from this. So, like, a little bit of, like, maybe um, maybe by implication, like, people are going to, the, the, the stars, the, the, the shine's going to wear off of that star a little bit. Because, like, well, if, if, if this... You know, we talked about in, in, in the preview um, this idea of uh, captured opposition. You know, people wake up mm-hmm. to the fact that like you've got a whole branch that's supposed to be overseeing this stuff, and they've just been asleep at the switch, or complicit, or an evil soup themselves. Yeah, because that's the thing. We we also didn't talk about Newman. She brushed off Starlight's accusation of being murdered. I was like, well, all those guys deserved it. Do you know how many yeah. of those guys deep faked me, sure. sucking this or that person's love sausage, and they're all disgusting people? Just like, just like the superheroes of Vaud. But like, were they all? There's a lot of heads got popped in that room, right? I don't know. It, it, do you think it has to do with the conversation that they had and her being at least somewhat on the side of women here? You know, I, I I don't buy everything she says, but does maybe Starlight maybe. lend a little bit of, you know, uh, charity to her for that? Yeah. Yeah. And I could also buy because like she the people those heads I've seen her pop. Um, I feel like I'm roughly on board with like, you know, if you're the head of the CIA, you probably did shit that's worthy of getting your head popped. Uh, you know, you've got enough stature in the federal government. You probably got some, you know, the, but like uh, it's. The guy that heads up the Scientology thing, yeah, pop his head. But <laughs> right, I don't there know. Was the, her She's also working friend. for Vought. That's the problem, right? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. that was self defense. Or kinda. I mean, he's probably gonna blow her cover, right? I mean, it's just yeah. Like, I guess it's like defense of her public image, which isn't the same thing, right? Right. Preserving her cover. Yeah. So I I don't know. I'm I'm look this show. It is, it has many things. And one of them is like 
when do the just the means justify the ends um, right or other way around rather uh and newman is kind of the biggest uh question mark there right like we don't know everything about her we know that she has motivations that might be good we know she uses methods that might be bad um at least in the short term it's i don't know she's a big question mark she's maybe the biggest question mark at this point I agree. I, although I gotta say, I think she'd be a dashing head of the boys if she could get like free of Stan Edgar's influence. And cause like, sure. One thing I was thinking throughout this episode is, is Stan Edgar supremely confident dealing with Homelander? Cause he knows he could just have Vicky pop his head. Cause Possibly. it does fe- yeah. feel like she's like, especially when she fucked with starlight, who's on again, not at his level, but in that neighborhood, Maybe maybe a lot of his confidence comes from that. And I feel like if they could just get out the middleman and have a core of like Starlight, Vicky, and uh Kamiko, you know, balancing out the the, the boys. Um mm-hmm. and if because like, I had this thing is like if Homelander dies, I feel like Butcher probably goes with him. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know what a show because like I started thinking like, what does a show look like without Homelander without Butcher? Mm-hmm. And like as much as they're like monsters, they are also a big part of what the show is too. Oh yeah, yeah. People love watching monsters. I don't know. Once you kill Homelander, I don't. I don't know what where where you go. Mm-hmm. We'll but, see. Uh, we will see. We will see. Uh, we are. Uh, I, I, I mentioned on our other podcast uh, for all mankind. Hi Bob. We are recording these in advance because Jim and I are going to take a vacation. Uh, the last week of June. So we got a little bit ahead, which means we're way ahead of your guys' feedback, uh, which probably means we're going to have mega supersized uh, Homelander editions of feedback when we get back. If you want to add it to that mighty, mighty load, <laughs> you want to throw, you want to throw some ropes our way. Load. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all you got to do is send in a missive to a DHS which stands for, of course, Department of Homelander Security, DHS at baldmove.com. And we'll either have a supersized mailback at the end of an episode or we'll probably come through with a midweek and just kind of like settle all of our feedback business. DHS at baldmove.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week for the penultimate episode of The Boys. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.